0: All right. Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday night. It's RCFB Talk 130. My name is Bob Accaieri, and on Tuesday nights, we'd like to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about in college football. So if you'd like to join and have a part of our conversation, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is hit request from the Twitter app, and you can be up here because... I'm going to be glad to be part of this here on RCFB talk on Twitter because Reddit itself has had problems all day. So as I've always joked, folks from Reddit, we can't point fingers at any instability Twitter's ever had with its uh, programming because Reddit... Man, it's been, it was, I think, off for several hours today, but not right now, not here, and I'd love to hear from you, and let's talk about some topics in college football, so if you'd like to join, hit request, but there's some things going on, you know, right before I get into some of the majority of what we're going to talk about, which is going on in FBS, one of the fun stories, and I always love talking about these, British college football. College football in the United Kingdom, which always gets confusing because they, they say UK. We're not talking about Kentucky. We're talking about the United Kingdom. They actually have a college football season. It's it's all club teams. It's all relaxed. They are actually playing their national championship coming up on the 21st. So we're going to have a game thread for that. We'll have a link to that. They usually put it on YouTube. The University of Nottingham Gold will face the uh, University of West England Bullets at the David Ross Sports Village. I'm not sure where that is, um, but there will be a live stream. We'll share that. It's always fun to see college football, no matter where it is. They had a great game last year where uh, University of West England scored late to win 21, me, 28 to 21. So there is college football happening. We'll, we'll share that when it comes up on the 21st of this month. But other than that, there's obviously a lot of going on here in the United States as we're in the offseason. So I thought there's some topics we could Discuss, But again, if there's anything you want to bring up, just hit request and we'll talk about that as well. You know, one of the stories I enjoyed reading this week was actually uh, Ari Wasserman was kind of doing his own mailbag. And one of the questions was, in a fantasy world where all program histories are erased and everybody is equal, what are the best three and worst three campus locations for recruiting in 2023? Again, taking everything away if you could strip everything away in the power five, what three schools really do have the best locations? And I thought his answers were interesting because I agree with this. Number one, Georgia tech, the school you wouldn't expect in some regards because Georgia tech's in Atlanta surrounded by the, the very fertile recruiting grounds in Georgia and the adjacent States. But, you know, obviously Georgia tech has a whole bevy of issues that it faces even as an FBS program. But we've talked about that before when, you know, Especially, gosh, a little over, a little less than a year ago. Actually, a little over a year ago, when we were talking about possible um, changes and expansions in the conferences, you know, Georgia Tech is always that oddball in the ACC. They're in Atlanta. It would be they're an academically good program. You know, they might be a fit for a program willing to take a risk on. I uh, mean, another conference who wants to get into the South. But um, yeah, so I wasn't surprised to see Georgia Tech led his. A list of programs where if you took everything else out of it, seemed to have the best location for recruiting. The other two he mentioned were Miami, which makes a lot of sense. It's always been in a great recruiting hotbed, as well as Houston, which, of course, is now going to be a P5 program uh, starting this season in the Big 12. So those were the three he thought most advantageous geographic locations if you took everything else out of it. Now, the worst geographic locations, these, I'm not surprisingly, are more remote programs. Syracuse being up in upstate New York, kind of on an island in a no-man's land when it comes to high school football talent. And then the two programs that seem to have the most to lose if the Pac-12 breaks up, if it does, it's totally hypothetical, Wazoo and Oregon State. Because, again, those two seem to have the least amount of cachet. And are the more remote schools in those two respective states being in Corvallis, although Eugene isn't exactly in the middle of, of everything, um, as well as obviously, you know, Pullman on the border with Idaho. If you've been out there, beautiful place. The Palouse have been out there myself to see a game. If you haven't, I recommend it. But at the same time, it is in Seattle, which even then, it's not exactly the, the hottest college football part of America so that was kind of an interesting topic. Again, if you have thoughts on where you think, <laughs> where you think you'd like to, to any conversation into college football or college campus, you know, one of the one of the lighter topics being the off season on our CFB was which college campus would be the safest during the apocalypse. So this was by a, a, fan, a, a reader, partly truth, and this is how he phrased it: after finishing Last of Us last night. I'm curious which campus would act as uh, either like a fortress, like in the show with Eastern Colorado, a hidden research facility. But he thinks UGA, his own school, Georgia, would be near the bottom of the list. And I see we have someone who wants to join the conversation. I'm going to add you up right now as that connects because the campus borders Athens, which would be absolutely crawling with the infected. And then he thought the Air Force Academy would be a safe location. And but you know what? Let's let's table that for a second we have someone who wants to join us. Uh, Coach Clark, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Oh hey. Uh, Coach Clark from Western University. My recruiting areas are California two codes in the transfer portal. I will tell you this right now. Apart from the academies, because they all have guns. Um, Western Oregon, you know, for a long time we had uh, we had the police academy on campus. Law enforcement is still a big deal as far as what we offer degrees, you know, law law enforcement education it was kind of how things got started and we've added a whole bunch of other stuff but uh that and it's like all the surrounding towns are places where the school the high school you know the population is cut in half during hunting season so i think we'd be okay
0: yeah i could see that you'd have a lot of a lot of folks able to defend the area if there's zombie apocalypse i love that Oh, that's good. And it's a nice, it's a nice area, you know, no less. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country out there. Oh yeah, there for you know sure. I mean?
1: I, this, I mean, I'm, I'm an Oregon kid born and raised and Western is really my last stop before I, I mean, long term, before I, uh, before I move out of state, you know, it kind of reminds me how it used to be, you know, where I grew up and whatnot
0: absolutely did you grow up in western oregon or uh well I, i'm from a
1: little small town called pleasant hill i mean our claim to fame you know some people have heard of our fame claim is that the dexter lake club was in the movie animal house you know and so uh so the death mobile every there's a toga party there every year where all the actors that rent the I love it. they can get out of their wheelchairs <laughs> um and <laughs> and uh Russ Francis the Pro Bowl tight end was an alumni, and uh, they use our high school track. Bill Bowerman back in the day was using it as a test as a as a guinea pig for synthetic tests. The other guys out there running on it and for until other tracks got nice the big track field championship for one.
0: Yeah, your audio is a little bit wonky there, but I got I got most yeah, of that. Exactly I have enough. to say the Western oh, no worries. Western Oregon also—I I mean, I know the Wolves—they've got one of the coolest logos. I, I really love it. It's one of the sharper looking logos in, uh, in D2. They're over. Obviously, you guys are in the in the in the GNAC. Uh, Star, although, no. wait, did that did that did that did that finally merge or? Well, no. So GNAC. Just, oh, it's Lone Star for football, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, we are in the Lone Star Conference for football. So what ended up happening was, well, I mean, I'm probably the last guy to hear about this, but you know the Lone Star Conference you know we you know there was three D2s left in the Pacific Northwest playing us Simon Frazier and Central Washington you know you know so it's not much of a conference they ended up uh, you know that they you know so the GNAC dropped football and so we decided to play half our games in Texas you know and it's actually fun cool because we get to play against three legitimate dudes
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to definitely improve the quality of play. There's a lot of good there's a lot of good programs in the Lone Star. Um, oh, and yeah, that was always kind of a tricky situation with that football scheduling. One of our one of our uh, team is is uh, heavily into D2 Ink uh nine. Uh, and he's active on Twitter and all of that stuff as well. And I know he's he's kept us all really closely abreast of what goes on at that level. And then especially that move has been really big. Um, and I think it'll, it'll improve the quality of football across the conference for sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm hoping, you know, cause we've, I mean, I have to touch my hat to my co-coaches, you know, how, uh, you know, how they do things, you know, Western's been running. We don't have as near as much funding as, as you'd like to at this level. You know, we've, we ran on a budget for a while, you know, um, I'm, I'm hoping that it might, you know, you know, some, you know, that, that will get people interested in what we're doing, doing and support us, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, speaking of it's so funny because the way you describe Western Oregon and the campus, because, I mean, for those of you just tuning in, we were talking about like which campuses would do best in the zombie apocalypse if it were to happen, which was one of the lighter topics on our <laughs> this week but um one of the uh, one of the other campuses it's kind of in a way sort of similarly situated the number one selection at least based on the way people had kind of voted on it was app state because it's you know isolated way out there in boone and he's like you can basically isolate the whole area by closing the three roads that go into boone which i know to an extent um, it looks like Thack wants to join in. It'll be nice to have him up here. But, uh, you know, I know that's one of those things that, that when they had game day, was kind of a problem because they they had just – I know actually it was really funny for App State this season only because they had two of the biggest things their football program has ever hosted. Obviously, when you're talking about the biggest things in App State, obviously that win at Michigan is in the pantheon of their biggest moments. But they they hosted North Carolina, and they were, they were talking about it all in the offseason, like this is going to be the biggest – game in the history of our program and then next thing you know they they upset texas a&m and then they get game day so like that was even bigger for them but um yeah no i think that that's a similar thing uh for western oregon and um goodness you know i have to ask you since since we're talking to you and and any opportunity to talk to folks like yourself who who are who are coaching and doing this what are your what's your thoughts heading into this season um uh for the wolves uh well, I, uh I'm
1: it's probably going to be business as usual you know we've got our uh we've got you know 11 seniors we're trying to replace right now I mean I will tell you this right now I mean this is probably you know since it's only my second year coaching college ball but from what I've seen you know it's one of the better classes we've had in a long time you know I mean I, I mean I've never been a part, of a coaching staff that has had multiple two and three star players. I will say right now with the coach, my, my, I mean, my job on the staff is to analyze junior college players in the transfer portal. And I will tell you this, you know, if anything, the creation of the portal has been good for us. Cause there's a lot of great talent out there. That's not getting noticed. And we're, we're kind of picking up on it. You know, we're finding some guys, some legitimate dudes, you know, I mean, when I played my junior college ball at College of the Redwoods, there was a kid named Lyndon Rouse who I played with who ended up being a two-time All-American in Humboldt. He, you know, and that that's a whole other story. I mean, he had a bunch, he was the only kid that CR ever had uh, had an SEC offer or uh, hey, we're interested in you, you know. That happened all the time with freshmen, you know, with our guys from like the Pac-12 coming in and looking at our players, you know. But like LSU actually sp- sent a phone call to the to our head coach at College of the Redwoods. That never happened in those days and now those days are with the portal those days are gone like I'm putting my spreadsheets together in in December January you know looking at JUCO players and there's some pretty good guys you know and then I go back and check it later and I'm surprised no one's talking to them you know they've had maybe some offers from the school here you know you know like you know NAIA schools they got to recruit the nation super hard and send out as many offers and videotapes and all that and whatnot but I'm just surprised at the le- the level of ability and some of these guys have been offered by no one, you know.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's interesting to hear you say that because I never even thought about that aspect of the portal at all levels, particularly um at the two. I know you guys have a very a very tough uh opening game. Uh <laughs> visiting uh the reigning FCS champ South Dakota State. That'll be a good game, though. I think that'll be uh it's going to be a good way to kind of benchmark, you know, and see where you're at with a lot of this. Yeah. That's I going was,
1: to be ex- I'm looking, I'm looking forward to all that.
0: Absolutely. I'm sure the team is as well. That'll be a fun trip and it'll be a good time of year to be out there. Certainly not at the end of the season.
1: I live in
0: Minnesota. I just, I say all the time, there's still okay. snow on the ground out here. So, uh, so i hear you there well
1: we had a little a little bit i live in i live in a suburb of monmouth called fall city i mean they played eight my first one of my first losses in eight-man football was getting drubbed by those guys when i was coaching high school you know i can <laughs> if, if, if i sw- i sub at the high school there sometimes and so i could walk there from my rv you know um and uh you know it. You know, like I'll have come wake up in the morning and it's snowing, and I just check to make sure that there's no snow delay or anything with the other schools. I actually had ice this morning,
0: you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's it been, was, it's been colder on the West Coast this month, this year for sure. And it was actually kind of cool. I
1: was doing one of these on a day we got snowed out, you know, I, you know, cause they, I got a, I got a, I got a snow delay. So I go into the office to, crunch some numbers and i see there's a talk going and it's the guy hosting it i i I just look at it for a while i went and chimed in and it turns out it's coach luther campbell you know it's you know he's a you know it's uncle luke from two life crew you know miami football and diehard enthusiast and he's a high school coach at miami northwestern high in florida so oh, "Oh, dang it i'm on i'm on uh (laughs) I'm uh, I'm on a Twitter chat with uh who, with Uncle Luke. Uh,
0: <laughs> wow, you know, I love that. I had no idea that's what he was up to. Now you know, I
1: I, I I regret not asking him though.
0: You know, uh, so
1: what happens if your players sing any of your old songs, as crude as they are, and do they how many laps do they have to run if they get caught playing it in the locker?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, because because talking
1: about area. the bad weather made me think about that because. It's just a thing in Oregon, you know. Most people out in the sticks are fine. We're used to drawing and driving in snow, but you get on I five and you go to Portland, the people lose their darn minds. It's like this didn't happen in San Bernardino.
0: No. I'm, I'm oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I. It's you know you you get this, but the longer I actually no, maybe it's the reverse for me. I, I grew up in in Bakersfield, right, the armpit of the state of California, and uh, I always like to say. The longer I, and then I moved to L.A. and then I moved out to Minnesota. But the longer I was in Minnesota, the more I started to actually resent the people in California who have no idea how to drive in snow. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, probably anybody I mean,
1: living on the Sierra Nevada was fine.
0: You know, yeah, for sure. For sure. Or Tahoe. You know, I we have a couple of other people up here, and I'd like to let's say I, I'll get to let's Thack and then let's talk to Daniel really quick. Thack, what, what's going on, man? Hey, hey what's shaking,
2: it? guys? What's shaking, man? I'm actually from Sacramento, so to hear from you from Bakersfield, man, makes me actually feel pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it should
2: <laughs> go Kangs. like the, the beam, Bakersfield people. We know our guys, place. Light the beam. anyways uh, so
0: daniel what's up what are your thoughts so
2: actually so i actually went to san diego state to be perfectly honest with you guys and um you know i actually you know being from sacramento sacramento is actually a larger media market than san diego so i'm really curious as to how san diego is going to appease the lack of los angeles and then you know maybe if dallas is there but you know with smu i mean I don't know, dude. I just, I right. really, I just really don't understand how this is all going to shake out, dude. Because you know, um, you know, the LA schools are really going to just basically this 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 conference really doesn't have much without LA. And I really hate, to, I really hate to say it, being a Northern Californian because you know Stanford and Cal are not going to be able to carry right. this place.
0: Yeah, there was actually an interesting article about Stanford and how they're trying to approach NIL in a very different way. I believe the the quote was they're trying to, to show that you can be a, a program that doesn't really go deep into doing uh, uh what what most programs are doing in that and basically right. can Stanford right. win right. without nil deals. And David, I love Charles, it. It was one David of those Charles questions that so like,
2: David Shaw was so. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but David Shaw was so confident in that. Such a great football coach and. He ended up, you know, kind of <laughs> just very uh, casually stepping away. So, you know, and Troy Taylor, <laughs> yeah. and to be honest with you, Troy Taylor, I'm from Sacramento. He's a Sac State guy. I've actually worked in the Sac State Athletics Department. The guy's a great man. I wish him all the best. But, I mean, he's really gotten an uphill battle, dude.
0: Yeah, he has absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and will be like Harbaugh, who rose up to that challenge coming from you know uh, uh, from USD? And I was at San Diego
2: State. I was at San Diego State the same time. Yeah, exactly. Harbaugh was at USD.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I was, I was actually thought that was a good. I remember in 2000, uh, after 2000, Joshua they, they Johnson really baby. hit the bottom. With, <laughs> yeah, but with Walt Harris, they absolutely hit rock bottom. And when they hired him, I was like, and well, Buddy Harbaugh, Stevens, I mean, you,
2: and Buddy Stevens.
0: Yeah. And, but if it's like, if you can win at, you know, at a non, probably a non scholarship FCS team like Harbo was, I'm like, well, he'll be, a, I had no expectation that he was going to upset USC in that first season, but, you know, certainly Correct. I thought he could, he could be good. And then he built that, you know, that, that foundation there. But yeah, Troy Taylor, it's really funny because again, when, when folks were on RCFB on the Reddit <laughs> part were responding to that article, you know, um, Well, first of all, I love it. Anytime you get a question in a title, it's usually a simple one word answer. Can Stanford win without NIL deals? You know, the number one answer on RCFB was just the word no Uh, by by, uh, Charming Charles. It's but stubborn. you know, some people were like, "That's gonna send Stanford to the FCS." But part of me was joking, like, "Well, you know, they got Troy Taylor, and he can win at the FCS." So, oh, uh. Uh, you know, it's going like
2: ten billion dollars in endowment. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Going hey,
0: Harvard that. and Yale could could become gods of football should they cho- choose to, but they obviously choose not to. So, I mean, but I that's think maybe that, that, is that is that where Stanford's, Stanford's heading? Stanford should just but, be. Maybe that's it. Maybe the Ivy League should become bicoastal. They'll add like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey you oh, never man.
0: know man. You oh never man. Know, man hey you know i want to bring in thack as well thack what's going on and i know we've got hey thank you for the time too. yeah absolutely daniel hey thack what's going on man what's up fellas how we doing can you uh good how are you
3: wonderful wonderful hey hey coach uh coach clark If i gave you any advice first game of the season against that that tough uh fcs reigning champion south dakota state jackrabbits after watching a lot of terrible Iowa, f- go Jacks After watching a lot of terrible Iowa football, I can I, I if as long as you're able to get two safeties and a touchdown, I think you might be able to win. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I wanted to touch base on uh, something real quick. You know, you're in peak off-season posts. One, uh, we're asking what college campuses are the best for a zombie apocalypse. The real answer, with hundred <laughs> percent, without a doubt. Without a doubt in my mind, it is, it is going to be Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. The campus is on an island.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I remember. And they're called the Islanders. They are.
3: They I only know this because what we, yep, we did the first four. Did well, they win tonight? Fun... They just did they Yeah, they, just, they beat SEMO.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. No, they came up a couple of years ago because someone from that university donated to one of our fund drives, like our charitable fund drives, and that we'll put their school flair and all that stuff. But they had a club team at some point, so we we had to add the Texas Corpus Christi flair, and that's when we learned all about them. Found out they had the coolest looking mascot, oh, which I don't think they have anymore. Yeah. But it was like it was like this giant tiki god type of creature, I believe it was, and. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a great answer. That's
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. a really My good answer. But he played minor league baseball out in Corpus Christi, and um, he's from Northern California, much like I am. And he was like telling me about the humidity. He was like, it was unreal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're it's swimming.
2: Real, yeah. <laughs> although, yeah, although <laughs> we're from NorCal, feel, man, you know it's it's pretty good living. Although out here. they don't feel the uh,
3: feel the football team, I I will positively say, without a doubt, that's my that's my pick for the zombie apocalypse. Just uh, shut it off, close it down. But uh, yeah, 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 and I mean, actually,
0: the I'd say the only ones, and they're kind of analogous to what what Coach Clark was saying with with all the uh, the the the. Police training facilities that are near their campus out in western Oregon. The uh, the military academies would probably do well. Yeah, that's um, what, that's what but, I
3: saw in there. People
0: were yeah, Air Force Academy being so already kind of a bit remote, and, and West Point as well. Um, you know, someone gave another one that was really good, and I like it because uh, Houston fan, let's make it awkward, brought up a school that I know of. It's called and it's funny, it used to just be called Deer Deep, me, deep like deep water, deep springs which is a JUCO, but it's a very particular JUCO. It's a really weird it's – it's actually – they don't advertise because they couldn't possibly take the, the, the applicants. It's way out in the middle of the desert mountains between California and Nevada, and it's got 26 students. If you go there, you're on a self-sustaining ranch where you're supposed to do hard labor to maintain the ranch. And they're famous because they get like transfers to Harvard, Yale, you know, like wherever the kids want to go. Cause they're such unique candidates if you go through that program. For two Wait, years. what's this place called? Deep Springs. Sure, it's
2: not called Hole. All right, I'm Googling it cause I'm in
0: Sacramento. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I, I don't even know how you get to it from Sacramento. You probably have to go up to Tahoe and come out, you know, go south because like I know to Deep reach it. Deep Springs
2: a, College. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yeah. They had, they had to add up.
0: college. They had to add college like in the last 10 years. They used to not have that in the name, it used to just be called Deep Springs. Dude, it's 26. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's been around forever. What
2: the hell?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we oh, learned things Bishop. on our CFP it's by talk. by Bishop.
2: Bishop is yeah. like way out. It's like almost damn near a ghost town. You know who's from Bishop, California? Um, do you remember Matt Williams? He was the third baseman for the uh, San Francisco Giants. And then for the uh, Cleveland Indians, Arizona Diamondbacks. I think he was the manager, too, um, for the uh, na- Nationals recently. He's from Bishop.
0: Well, all I know is they should. If they got twenty six guys, <laughs> they'd probably field an Ironman football team sorry. or
3: something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I want to let in the other person who's up here, reigning yeah. natty champs. I, sorry, sorry, on. sorry.
3: Take it easy, folks. Uh my
0: be... Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks, Zach. Hey, what's up? Um, uh, and I, is it uh, Quinch? I I I don't know how to do your your uh, username, but it's uh reigning natty champs. What's up? We'd love to hear from you. Sometimes there's issues with the mic, so that's okay. You know, I just um oops. Let me see there. Sorry, I accidentally hit a button. Ah, the wonderful world of trying to run this solo as you're also trying to do these things. There's a couple of other good topics. Mr. Reddit, can I ask a question? Huh? Mr. Reddit, can I ask you a
2: question? Yeah, go ahead. Where are you out of because I know I'm from Northern California. I know Reddit's probably based out of Northern California. Is that where you are? Oh at?
0: well, I mean, yeah, Reddit is. It's based in San Francisco, but I mean we're our CFB, so we're like the college football team. We're not like the we're not like employees of Reddit. So uh Totally understand. Um, but I'm based in I'm based in Minneapolis. Um uh, my other oh, co hosts right, are I mean, taking a bit of a we're taking a bit of a break. They're in uh usually my old
2: my old boss lives in Chanhassen. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's in the
0: metro. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, it's sir, part yes, of the sir. twist.
2: Road Absolutely, this
0: is fun, man. <laughs> Absolutely, Daniel. And let's see. I think it looks like reigning Natty champs got his mic unmuted, and then I'll go back to Coach. What's going on?
2: Ah, uh, what's up, guys? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good.
0: Oh, nice. What's on your <laughs> mind, man?
1: Um, uh, I'm just wondering. Uh, what do y'all think about uh the hiring Chris Beard? I know this is about college football, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, that's been one that – and I'd love to hear from anyone who wants to talk about that. But that's one that we've been hearing about kind of lightly in the background. Hey, the SEC, it just means more. It does. Yeah, that's uh, – I like that. That is that is definitely what it feels like. Somebody just wants to win, baby. I mean, we've seen that before. I mean, you know, there's a couple of head coaches that have been hired uh, who seem to be kind of in the mix. Oh, Zach wants to come back up. I think he wants to add to this conversation. Um Hey Thack, did you want to did you want to say something about Chris Beard oh, right yeah. now? So, well,
3: I mean, the, the, in addition to the Hugh Freeze hire, it definitely does not make the uh, yes. The I, SEC I was Hugh Freeze
0: good. was exactly who I had in mind. Right. <laughs> right. I, I
3: There was another one. On. Uh, well, Bobby Paterno you know? uh, at A and M. That's uh, that's the other one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is a tricky one. It is like just win, baby. You know, yeah, so, I guess. uh,
3: I, I mean, it's hilarious. In in, in addition to, uh, I, I mean, here, think about it does that make the zoo the most pious SEC team now? Look at Dennis Gates, great guy, and uh, well, Drink, which is just kind of California. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know you love Coach Drink. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you know, I just want to quickly, uh, like <clears> the. <throat> Yeah. I just want to quickly circle back uh coach Clark is there something you wanted to to, to well, add we, not to necessarily that conversation but another topic you wanted to bring up.
1: Well, we were talking about all the NIL stuff and you know I'm I'm still figuring out how some of that works, you know. Um I mean there's good and bad with anything, you know. I mean for one there's only a handful of players that are really getting rich on that. I mean we got a couple bar stool kids playing for us at Western but that's about it. Um what I will say this is the good thing about it is that, you know, we, you don't, I mean, we still keep tabs on that sort of stuff. Like when we get, we put people up in a dormitory and we feed them during a, during a visit and stuff like that. We have to say, have that paperwork, what happened, and, you know, um, we, we document yeah, it's, that.
0: It's been an interesting kind of, but, but situa- I will say I mean,
1: this, I will say this, you know, the bagels and cream cheese rule, you know, we, that stuff, <laughs> yeah. th- those days are gone.
3: Those you know, days we're are not, completely but, gone.
1: You're not forfeiting games on a season because a, because you know somebody bought a bought a load of groceries for a kid or something like that. The dumb investigations are gone,
0: or someone had back... extra breadsticks or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, those
1: days are long gone and, and good riddance. You know, yeah. for giving your snacks to a walk-on who doesn't isn't on a full meal plan or something. You know, and those are the kids. I was really happy when they got rid of the restrictions for food because those were the kids that were dealing with it. Anyone on a full ride's getting a. You know getting getting three square meals a day you know um absolutely but i will say this with all this crazy stuff like the super conferences i feel that how i feel why i haven't watched the nba in years thank you portland trailblazers um and eh, and rasheed wallace just kidding
2: dame Willard, but, uh, baby
1: yeah yeah i have fond memories of the jailblazers i'm kidding well, actually <laughs> dame stoudemire's Damon Stoudemire is actually coaching at University of Portland and doing quite well. Not a basketball guy. I wrestled no, in high school. No, he just and got I...
2: hired at Georgia Tech.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, that shows you how much basketball I watch. I'm the only guy <laughs> on the ESPN Plus app that probably watches women's college hockey. Sorry, um, but I'm
0: I don't have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> you know, I just have to say, kind of talking about NIL, I there. I agree with you, Coach. There's it's it seems to benefit. I mean, at least in the really crazy numbers, just the, the a handful of, of key players. Although, you know, I was reading something interesting in, um, I believe it was uh, David or oh, who's now at The Athletic, and somebody asked him, you know, what does he, how does he vision envision, pardon me, the future of college football and about, I think, Ten years, so like twenty thirty three, which is crazy to me to think that's only ten years from now. But um, the uh, one of the things he said, and I thought it was interesting, was thinking about how nil and the portal will kind of stabilize in a, in a different way. And his approach was interesting because he said, like, if you're you know, if you're a third year player, you're going to go in your junior year, and for some reason, you're you know, however these collectives are working, you're you're pocketing a decent amount of change, like a high tens of thousands of dollars, like you're somehow getting sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars for whatever reason and then you're now in the back of the depth chart you're less likely to jump in the portal if you don't think you're going to get that kind of money elsewhere i mean that may not work out that way i mean certainly some hmm. players have been pulled out of the back of uh, a depth chart and done just killer at their next school and certainly improved their uh their chances to make millions in the nfl but i thought that was kind of an interesting observation of will that over time will we see a bit of stabilization for because maybe that incentive maybe you know i mean well that tune it's just it's just you know division one
1: that's really got that problem you know i mean the the portal hasn't changed anything for us at the small schools you know it's always been been this way you could transfer wherever up down sideways um but, you know, it's another thing I've been thinking about it with, you know, I'm not, you know because of all the super teams we've had in the NBA, I, I, I don't think much of the super conferences either. I'm glad that they're expanding the playoffs because I have a feeling with, with USC and UCLA boot, they're going to go to the Big Ten and get, they're going to get curb stomped. It's going to be a tough go unless they can, unless they can out recruit Ohio Whoa. State and Michigan. They're going to get beat on. I think they got to be able to play with the big boys there, you know. Don't I mean, you think Mike the Le-
2: crystal laves of the world will stay at UCLA if they're in the Big Ten and not go to Ohio State?
1: Um. Well, I don't know, but I, I will say this. I mean, I mean, with anything, their their chances of making no, the playoffs know. are better with that. Tw-
0: I mean, I'm just a coach. I watch film you know, I- and. Well, it'll be really interesting to see how they do because they're going to be, yeah. I think it, it, uh, the first couple of hey, seasons, Northern there'll be a California. bit
2: of Jonah Williams just went to oh, Alabama and is starting, you know, left tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I totally get, you know, how, yeah, you know, I mean, that's one thing why, country. why the
1: 14 playoff wasn't a good fit. It's the first time we've ever had California kids, which make up a good portion of the Pac twelve, go to the East coast, you know, and those it's, kids, yeah, would be it's playing. an
2: exodus. It's an exodus.
0: And yeah, and that, you so, guys bring up something good because it made a good point. Rock Maybe that'll powers. be, en- Maybe powers, that'll be enough to uh, to kind of um, to kind of stabilize that a bit. If if some of these teams on the West Coast have a better shot DJs at it, but frankly, out. the expanded playoff is going to help in that regard.
1: Well, that think- too, and it's like you have better shot of staying in the Pac-12 and making that than just getting getting curb stomped by in one of these super conferences. You know, just it'll, it'll, it'll getting
2: curb stomped. I mean. You know, guess what? I think it was just last year that Oregon win beat the hell out of um, Ohio State on their turf.
1: Uh, I don't know; they could have done. They had kind <laughs> of a rough go towards the end of the season. Whoa,
2: whoa! What game did you watch?
1: I, uh, we'll, we'll uh, see, Western guys, Oregon football, because that's where I was coaching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I right, love fair my job, enough,
2: sir. Fair enough, sir. But um, I'm, a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy, so I'll totally respect that.
1: <laughs> I mean, to tell you the truth, I only watch so much. I mean, my my teams, if I had to say, if I had football teams that I watch, i get geeked up. I mean, we talk to the Oregon State guys. You know, they're just next door to us. Um, they come to our showcase. We rent their facilities and f- during, when if it's smoky during fire season. But I mean, if I had to pick two, <laughs> um,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah so to
0: the west. <laughs> hey, so guys, we're going to slowly start wrapping up, but I want to give. I know reigning the sorry, sorry. champs you Didn't got. I had one more <laughs> comment
1: about the about the expanded playoffs. For one, it's going to keep the, the West Coast kids home. You know, you're gonna have a better chance of staying in that conference, and it's gonna create—I wouldn't say necessarily equality, but it's gonna cr- create equity in the recruiting war and the NIL stuff. It's like, why would you want to go to an ACC or an SEC school and ride pine for four years if you're a four-star recruit when you could go to, you know, a you, you know a any other like uh, go to Coastal Carolina or BYU and be a three-year starter? The, it's gonna it's gonna make things put a little things more in favor for the little guy. You know, and what do we like about about college sports? (laughs) Bracketology and upsets.
0: (laughs) Southeast (laughs) Missouri State. Absolutely. So, hey, reigning reigning natty champs, what's up? Uh, I'd love to just hear your your final thoughts as we kind of wrap this up here.
1: Uh, I was just going to ask you. I'm I'm a big Ole Miss guy. And I was just going to ask you, what do you think in the uh, QB room?
0: That is a good question. I admit I'm not as familiar with the QB. Because they they have the – Cuz who's, so it, who's is it Jackson Dart
2: still well, there? Walker, yeah, I was about to say Walker Darden Howard like and there. Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's going. He's hey, Lane Train is going to kill him. Dude, he's going to he's going to dude, those guys are going to he's going to pass for like 4000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. I think Daniel's got the strongest opinion on this, so I'm going to lean on him. Hey, I'm from California, man. Lane trains is a
2: Fresno State guy, dude. We, dude, we got this, dude. Dude, come on, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I went to the same college as Joe Gibbs.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, all right, folks. It has been a little over 30 minutes on the off season. We've been doing these kind of kind of tighter 30-minute shows. I just want to thank everybody who's up here. You know, Rating Natty Champs, thanks for Hey, my for, man. Uh, for Rating Natty us.
2: Champs, dude. Best of luck to you, kid, dude. You're a cool-ass kid, dude. I'll yeah, man. You soon, and thank and you.
0: Daniel <laughs> Thack and, and Coach Clark. One I just want to thank you bud. all for joining us, man. Thank all all of you guys. It was a good conversation. We do these every Tuesday night. This turns into a recording if you wanted to hear what we talked about at the beginning and missed it. But um, on behalf of myself, Bob Akhagiri, this was RCFB Talk 130. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Now, I'm going to hang up and listen. Good night. All right. Good night, man. Hey, good looking.
3: Thank you.